Okay. Well, since for this week's Witchy Minute, since this episode is about, you know, the consequences of abusing magic, uh, <laughs> I am choosing Baron Mordo. Oh! Marvel Comics, yes. Uh, you know, because he is always like, making deals with Dormammu and selling his soul to evil demons. So um, he always has to pay the price for that at some point. And I figured it would be pretty fitting. <laughs> I have to give you props because every week you amaze me by like coming up with a new witch that I'm like, why didn't I think of them? <laughs> oh, I've got so many more planned too. So I'm very, I'm very excited too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just so everybody knows, we have this like unspoken goal. I guess you've kind of spoken about it, but we're trying not to repeat any witches from brunch with the hollows that are done so like we're trying to respect all those and still come up with new ones so yeah almost done with season six and we're still on track mm-hmm. <laughs> chugging along yep <laughs> hello nice to see you again mm-hmm. you put some clothes on Hollowells. Wasn't that fun? Well, welcome to Hanging with the Hollowells. My name is Sean. I'm the ultimate charmed newbie. Ooh, and I'm Kevin, the ultimate charmed expert. And we are here to talk to you about crimes and witch demeanors. Mm-hmm. I, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm going <laughs> to apologize up front. I think for part of this episode, it's going to get rural. I'm just going to say that now. It's going to get rural because there's, like, something very, I guess, almost triggering in this episode with today's, like, (laughs) atmosphere. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff, Kevin. Okay. I'm Okay. (laughs) Very good. But before we get there, um, this episode aired April 25th, 2004, written by Henry Alonso Myers and directed by John T. Kretschmer. Yes. Phoebe, Paige, and Daryl are following up on a premonition that Phoebe had about a robbery. Daryl shoots the robber, and Phoebe throws a potion, expelling a phantasm. Paige raises a wand, trapping the phantasm Ghostbuster style. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown to them, Inspector Sheridan is nearby with a camcorder. <laughs> That was a horrible Inspector Gadget I, that I yeah, just did, but yeah, I I'm think like, he knew I'm, where I was going. Yeah, I'm just like, is that Inspector Gadget? <laughs> I'm like, I would, I would, I kind of, it was like vaguely familiar, but it wasn't exactly right. So I'm just like, I have to really question it. <laughs> but, yeah, you should, you should. Go, go, Gadget camcorder. Did you know the same guy? This is this is the extent of the rabbit hole. I mean, this is how deep the hole goes, Kevin. It's a very deep hole. Um, the guy who wrote. The Power Rangers song wrote the Inspector Gadget song. <laughs> oh, oh, what's his name? Rufus Shuki Levy. What's his face? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm in it. I'm. This is a very dark chasm that I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I liked the footage in this episode more than like past episodes of somebody like catching the witches on film. This one actually made more sense to me. Okay. All right. So you said this uh, footage makes more sense to you. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it made more sense because they like use their magic, but also Daryl like shot someone. So it's questionable as to like if he should have shot. Like if you don't believe that there is a spirit and magical stuff going on, it looks like it's questionable as to why he fired. So like it was. It did, yeah. It made more sense that this would be more damning to the sisters. And they say they say that he shot first. I can't remember if that actually happened. Um, oh, I think I I can't remember now. I can't remember if the guy drew the gun and shot, or if he drew the gun and Daryl shot. Right. This because is a I Greedo know Han Solo predicament. Right. Because I know when they are when they tell the girls that he's been arrested, they're like, no, 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 um, that guy shot first. And so like they say that, but I'm like, I don't remember how it played out, but. Okay. Actually, I think he did. I think the guy did shoot at Daryl first. Yeah, he's like, hey, 
<laughs> you know, like stick them up or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And once again, we see the sisters like, okay, cool, Daryl. Thanks for like shooting that guy. We're going to go now. Got to yep. get to that McDonald's drive through. <laughs> you got to orb away while you just stand in an empty alley. <laughs> They're such Great. bitches to our Daryl. Like, I don't know why they're writing our sisters like this. I know they really are. It's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how they don't see how bad they treat him sometimes, but yeah, that's the manner. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila comes in crying and tells Phoebe and Paige that Daryl was arrested for murder. They meet with Daryl and he doesn't remember the robber shooting at him. His attorney shows the two sisters Sheridan's tape, and it shows the robber begging for mercy as Daryl shoots him. The sisters confront Sheridan, who denies faking the tape. So I was obsessed in this scene with Chris's shirt. I was like, how does that make any... Did you see his shirt? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? It was that... Uh, what is it? That weird, like... It was like a button-down shirt, but that, the buttons brown, stopped. like, orange thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a shirt like that before, and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, like, on the bottom half or something like that, right? Yeah, it only buttons in, like, the middle of the shirt, and then it's just, like, together, and then there's the collar. Yeah, that is really kind of a... Who? Yeah, that eilish... Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just a customer. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't. I was just agreeing with you. Like, you agreed with me about Han Solo and Greedo. Right. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But I, I, every, time, yeah, every time I mention her name, people are like, what, eyelash? I'm like, no, it's eyelash. <laughs> like Billy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, watching this episode, when we get to this part and they show the tape, I was thoroughly confused i was like wow did they like hire actors to look like daryl and the person (laughs) i had no idea what was going on like what the hell (laughs) yeah i'm like how do you fake that (laughs) right i mean because you still got like oh no you you still got magic and i'm like no that was the other tape (laughs) never mind oh okay but yeah okay All right, Paige and Phoebe orb into a crowded marketplace and start doing magic, terrifying the crowd. The scene freezes and the cleaners appear. They admit to faking the robbery scene because the sisters didn't know they were being taped. They are under orders from the tribunal not to negotiate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the cleaners. (laughs) I'm I'm just, I'm still, I'm, I'm still not forgiving the cleaners for... Not, I mean, uh, I'm gonna get to this a little bit in the next one, but like, the cleaners they jump, they like jump out of no time just for like them doing magic in a market. But like when they get on TV, like in a hall breaks loose and they got a circus in front of the door, they didn't do anything at all. It's like okay. Yeah, I remember in the episode where the cleaners first showed up, I kind of defended them. Like, oh, maybe they just didn't have something big enough. But you're right. Like, there were big episodes, and now this little thing is what they they come for. Yeah. So I can't (laughs) defend them anymore. No. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, and the the, um, case we're saying that the cleaners were created after that is completely blown out of the water for this, too, because they say that they've been watching them since they became the Charmed Ones. Oh, to share. So it's like, you know, I guess they expect them to clean up to their own messes, but, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird if they come for like trivial things like that, but then they didn't show up at all for the, the first five years of their life. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And I like that the cleaners are basically like, we know you're bullshit. It's not going to work this time. We're not negotiating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I did notice a mistake. Did you notice it? Oh, was it the um, the uh, green screen thing? Yeah, like Phoebe is like gesturing all over the place and her hand disappears in the blue screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a blue screen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they can't be perfect all the time. You know, <laughs> lots of effects in these shows. Yeah. Oh, and... We have a spell to turn flowers into fire. (laughs) (laughs) Flowers that bring desire make them turn into fire. So straightforward. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I like that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Leo and Gideon explain that the tribunal exists to prevent the exposure of magic. That magic might not take over free will. Leo and Gideon orb the two sisters to the tribunal. Gideon calls the tribunal. The tribunal. How many times is this tribunal in here? <laughs> right. We should turn it into a drinking game. <laughs> I know. Gideon calls the tribunal. The tribunal summons Barbus. The tribunal accelerates time, and now Daryl is to be executed in 24 hours. <laughs> okay. See, I hate it. Okay, you go ahead. I'm just. <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. I drink so much. <laughs> <laughs> that tribunal. Mm-hmm. Gets me drunk. <laughs> um, I didn't like the tribunal. Do you know why? Why? It was all men. It. Oh, yeah, it was. Two <laughs> elders, two demons. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe in 2004 when this was on, it was a good idea, but I feel like we've come a long way since then. So having four men and on one side having them be two white guys and on the other side being two black guys i'm like come on charmed yeah (laughs) but at least there was representation so that's what i kind of like remind myself like back into in the early 2000s like i think it was a different time where we were just trying to get different voices heard get them on the screen yeah but yeah i noticed that right away like why does it have to be all men yeah (laughs) And yeah, and then they bring back Barbus again. The show loves Barbus. They do love Barbus. And were you spoiled by my words of the witches show? Because I know I mentioned it, but I don't know if it was like remembered. (laughs) Um, I remember listening to your show because I listen every other week to my Kevin show. Oh, thank Um, you. I remember you guys mentioning Barbus comes back, but I don't think I knew in what episodes. So yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I knew we weren't done with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I hate the tribunal because, I mean, they created the cleaners, so I, I'm mad at the cleaners, but I'm also mad at the tribunal for allowing the cleaners to not clean up what they should be cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it's like, but they, they're willing to, the thing is, like, if it's supposed to be, like, all for the, you know, saving because the tribunals are there to keep the balance and save innocence and do good stuff but here they are willing to sacrifice somebody who's completely innocent just to keep magic secret like there's another way you're not why would you have someone die like in this way (laughs) yeah that was really weird so i hate them oh oh but (laughs) yeah (laughs) one thing that's good though is because you know how i i'm still mad that they didn't save prue okay but Something that does make me happy is in the comic books, when Prue comes back, she obliterates the tribunal. She kills all of them. Oh. And, and <laughs> she gets her, her, you know, they deserved it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, yes, because Prue gets hella strong in the comic books, like crazy strong. So just saying. <laughs> okay, then uh, I did run across something. I'll ask you about it then since we're talking about tribunal. So then she obliterates them is there a new tribunal formed after they're obliterated uh there's well she obliterates the new tribunal so oh, like, okay so pretty much these this tribunal the, this one they join a new tribunal which is like bigger so it's like more members so yeah there's like a huge a huge nice newer one and these guys are in it and uh yeah <laughs> okay yeah because i saw that there are like pictures of like normal looking people in a newer tribunal from the comics mm-hmm. okay and actually i recognize one of these four tribunals you know which one no ian Am- abercrombie abercrombie and fitch what right um there's this really great show which is why everybody's heard of it which it's not a great show called birds of prey <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show. I never watched it. Well, no, I saw maybe a few episodes, but yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't know what it is, listeners, um, it stars Oracle, which is Barbara Gordon after she's been shot in the spine by Joker. And she's in a wheelchair. She works as Oracle, like behind the scenes and leading. Um, in this show, it was the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. I, I think yeah. she was Huntress in this show, like a second Huntress. Okay. And her and two other women would go out and fight crime. And the big bad in that was like a kind of a older, less crazy, like Harley Quinn. But 
Alfred Pennyworth was played by Ian Abercrombie, and he's also been in a lot of other stuff if you look him up. Oh, that I do recognize that face now that I think about it. Yeah, I've, I've seen that face before. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, all right, let's get into this. <laughs> okay. So, so Daryl shoots one person, and I, I put a note here, like, what is this, Texas? Sorry, Texas listeners. But, like... <laughs> That's a really strict death penalty. Like he shot one person and especially I feel like where we are in 2021, it's interesting that we see a black cop being punished for shooting someone when we've had such a problem with it being the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many, like, I mean, we've had shootings even by me. We're like, like the white crazies get off the hook so easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is weird because he's, he's like it's like doubly kind of a powerful because he's black and a cop. So you're like, you know, how do you take you know because he's like both sides. I don't know. And like, oh yeah, and then like with the news with the trial that just happened too. Ooh, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's so much. Yeah, because like I feel like in this day and age we would see Daryl be protected by the cops, but. Right. Yeah, this show took a different turn. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah. And then, and, and then they had to go ahead and accelerate time just so that he's going to die. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you got you to put, put salt on my wound. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> Do you think an episode like this would have ever been made in today's day and age? Uh, maybe, but it would have to be... Um, created with more tact i think they'd have to probably provide a bigger commentary on today's issues okay that makes sense yeah okay and we have a spell here i'll let you read the spell kevin (laughs) (laughs) all right this is the um to summon the tribunal that one yeah (laughs) great i'm gonna be gideon now being the same weird stuff okay g (laughs) eche Whatever that means. Did you call me a whore? <laughs> you just call me a hoe? Oh, that's a, sorry. That's that's a different. That's a future episode. I'm not spoiling anything. Anyway, you ruined everything. You ruined Barbus, and now you ruined that line for me. <laughs> I know. Next season, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I figured you've seen these episodes more, so you'd get the like dictation behind the spell better than I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Phoebe objects to Barbus's participation and steps on the center circle, showing Barbus attacking her. They suspect that Barbus set them up, and Leo orbs away to find out what he can. Do you know which episode that was from? <laughs> oh, uh, what was the scene? Oh, it was where he was telling her her biggest fear. I think that was all the way back from... I know it was one of the Prue seasons. I'm going to say season two. <laughs> I don't know episode. It was actually season one. Ah. <laughs> season one, episode 13 from Fear to Eternity, Barbara's first episode. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I knew it was his first episode because that's when we established that that particular fear of hers. Yes. First episode. Second, his second episode was Ms. Hellfire. That was when he it returned. The second time, and then the third time was in sympathy for the demon when he tried to get coal, coal source stuff, or not source stuff, but all the powers he got from the the um, wasteland. He was trying to get all those coal power stuff from that episode. Okay, and I did so love the Miss Hellfire episode. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sexy poo. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and also um, Bane Jessup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gideon speaks for the Trumpets' behalf, arguing that the sisters have successfully covered up their magic, and that Daryl is instrumental in keeping that secret. See, I'm like, okay, you're you're doing some good stuff, fine, <laughs> but only to keep your secret hidden. I know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Barbara's answers with various scenes of the sisters under various influences, such as Phoebe under the influence of the Source. Uh, oh. That's that period. (laughs) Chris plays bad cop to Leo's good cop to interrogate a demon named Finks. Finks admits to helping Barbus set the sisters up using phantasms. They seek further proof as Finks falls into the lava pit. 
Aw, poor Finks. <laughs> did you get the um did you see the little <laughs> thing in the scene? Uh-uh. <laughs> and if you look at Chris's lips, when when uh Finks falls, he says shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I read that that happened, but I didn't notice it. Yeah, if you look if you look, you can totally see it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> It reminds me of one time I was playing this game with my cousin who's like not the brightest <laughs> and um she had to get us to guess a word so in the way you play the game you could say anything you want except for the word you want people to guess and she wanted us to guess target and she got excited cuz she worked at target so her <laughs> clue to us was target <laughs> We're like oh, that's the oh one God. thing you couldn't say right there and you said it <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm Aww. like Chris, though, where like things just blurred out like that. Like I'd probably do the same thing. Right. Because sometimes it's just it's what's on your mind. It's like that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think at this point in the episode, I thought it was gonna be more like a clip show type thing. Right. I mean, there are definitely parts in there, but it's it's more of like a memory. Uh, it's like a new story with memories. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I remember yeah. there's the episode um, where In Cat House, Cat House, yes, where Leo and Piper like literally take us through a clip show. That was more of a clip show than this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kevin, I have a quick little surprise for you. Oh, okay. As we're recording this, I just got a message from our friend Ryan over in Florida, and I thought I'd share it with everybody on the podcast. Ooh, lovely. He said, just finished Spin City. I think I need a bath, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't listened to that episode yet because I haven't had time today. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> I don't remember. Were we thirsty? Were we dirty on that one? Thirsty we're dirty? Talk, I think we're talking about like incest and stuff and <laughs> Oh, yeah, your weird twin sister ramble. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to take a bath after this, too. I'm afraid to listen to it, but yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Ryan, for that uh, that text. I love it. Barbus stands up and makes his case against the Charmed Ones. He shows a scene of Phoebe as a superhero. I know which episode that is, Kevin. It's Witches and Tights. Well, fine, because it's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> dangling a slumlord off his roof his point is that the charmed ones didn't cover this one up cole later vanquished the slumlord he follows with the bar robbery that cole thwarted in sam i am barbus episode nine yep (laughs) barbus blames phoebe for rejecting cole's love and driving him to despair barbus suggests that the charmed one should not be allowed to practice magic again again I want to know, how the hell does Barbas know all this stuff? <laughs> hey, I wrote that line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. Like, how does he know all that stuff about their lot? Like, he wasn't around for any of this. He shouldn't be able to see, to see this and just call it up willy-nilly, you know? Like, yeah. I thought I wrote that. <laughs> no, I actually wrote that. <laughs> I remember thinking it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when we uh, when we do these episodes, we have a shared document that we read off of. But yeah, we both just put our notes in here. So I stole Kevin's line. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Which proves it anyway. I know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Is it that thing like when you die, you get to just kind of like see and experience everything? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. We'll I mean, no, well, maybe, no, maybe I don't know. I really don't know because I, yeah, I just I don't know if it makes sense, but because he's not, I, yeah, <laughs> he's weird because he's like dead but not dead. He's like one of those weird like people that's always around. Yeah, <laughs> he won't go away. And, he's, and I, he's the cockroach, right? And I know like he, if he reads your fear, he can kind of see maybe a little bit about you. Sure. But it seems kind of crazy that he can just pull these memories out of places where he wasn't even around for. <laughs> right. Hiya. Hiya. Chris, Chris remembered that Finks had said phantasms, plural. He and Leo decided to find the other one. So I, I call Leo out for this scene because he's all like, Chris is talking to him. He's like, huh, what? 
I'm talking about these over here. What's over this? <laughs> like, like, look at the book. Now I'm listening to Chris, and then he gets mad at Chris. He's like, Chris, we need to focus. I don't know what your problem with me is, but we need to focus. <laughs> it's like, Leo, you weren't really focusing to Chris, though, either. So, <laughs> Yeah, Leo, I'm seeing how he's not a very good dad. He's right. a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not very, you know, very uh, attuned, not very part of their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like a quick history lesson? Sure. So a phantasm, which is also a very strange, very great movie series, um, (laughs) is just a term for a ghost. And the earliest concept of ghost research was in 1882. That's when a group of people got together and said, let's see if there's any science behind this life after death nonsense. Mm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I know we shared our views on ghosts with uh, Ryan on a past episode, so we don't have to go down that path again. Yeah. Although I I did like the effects. It was, I mean, it was very Ghostbusters. I mean, down to the, the ghost itself, plus the little sucking up in the wand. Uh, so, I mean, I can be down with it. I like it. <laughs> I want to hear you say sucking up in the wand again. Oh, suck, up, suck it up in the wand. Suck mm. it up. Mm. That crystal is glowing. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <sighs> I need to take a bath. Um, <laughs> Barbus calls one of the cleaners and then shows the scene of Andy Trudeau's death. He shows the scene where Inspector Reese tells Phoebe that Cole's landlady is found murdered at his address. In the next scene, Inspector Reese is killed by a demon. He follows with Agent Jackman's death while trying to burn a witch at the stake. Did you notice? That, yes. Oh, what? I don't know. <laughs> um, they showed Andy's death, but they didn't show Andy's face at all, or even his body, really. And they didn't even mention his name. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. I was, I kept looking, looking to see his face because I wanted to see that pretty face from season one. And you're right, they never show it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> is there any like behind the scenes that you know of about that? I don't understand. I really don't understand it because I'm not going to get into spoilers, but you know, uh, there's something that happens later. Is that whatever <laughs> we'll talk about? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh my wow. Okay. Whatever. But I don't know why they didn't show his face. I know why they didn't show Sh- Shannon Doherty's face. Cause they don't, they keep saying they don't want to pay her royalty fees or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i it's forgot how cute reese is yeah it was an, it was the next one on my list i was uh after reese davidson <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's the one for that's simon templeton again from death takes a Halloween. he's like i saw it. he's like you're coming for me it was on my list it was the next one after reese davidson that's what he tells her <laughs> oh, okay okay and then of course i always get excited when i get to see my bruce my Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. Groovy. Okay. Groovy. <laughs> now, okay, I had this moral dilemma this morning when I was putting everything together. I was like, do I add each of these people from flashbacks to our fuck, Mary kill? And I finally decided not to because that's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And technically, they're not really in this season. It's just rehashed footage. So right. it wouldn't be fair. It would not be fair. I agree with your choices. So in other words, Reese will not be on my season's list this time. For shame. <laughs> As the tribunal, take a shot, adjourns. <laughs> the sisters call for Leo. He orbs in with Chris and tells them that Barbus gets to escape from hell if he manages to bring down the Charmed Ones and that he sent the phantasms. Paige tells them that she thinks the other one possessed Inspector Sheridan. Look at my girl. Once again, figuring it all out. Paige is a genius. She really is. And she's she's all about those mysteries. She knows how to get... She must, I don't know. She must like those uh, noir movies or something. Yeah, she's read all the Agatha Christie books. She knows what's up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I will say. <laughs> Which is why she remains my favorite sister, even through season six. Okay, well, that's cool. I, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you got someone that's like steady for you. 
Yeah, and I was happy that uh, your last guest on uh, uh, Words of the Witches, he had a very long name, but season four is also his favorite season. I felt validated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fun guest. Sexy yeah. accent and everything. Yes. <laughs> and you warned me. You're like, you will love his accent. And I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Now I need to take another bath. Right. Uh, the tribunal brings Piper up from magic school to hear their judgment. They rule that the charmed ones may still practice magic, but Daryl's execution will still go forward. The sisters don't agree and would rather give up their powers and let Daryl die. Finally, you're taking some, <laughs> some initiative here. Right. Now they pay attention. Yeah. The tribunal agrees, take a shot, but just <laughs> as Daryl is being strapped to a gurney, Leo and Chris orb in with a surprise Inspector Sheridan. The next image shows her being possessed by a phantasm and pulling out a folder marked Daryl Morris. In that moment, the phantasm leaves her body and Chris captures it with the wand. He sucks it into the wand. <laughs> I thought, okay, Chris like throws Sheridan on the ground when he comes in. I'm like, this poor woman's like possessed by a ghost. You can't be so rough with her. <laughs> I know. She's like, I get it, you Sheridan, you horrible woman. I want to throw you and beat you up. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But I, uh, this this image was always kind of haunting to me when she turned to Barbara. She's like, "What now?" I'm like, "Oh, that's like it freaks me out." Still, every time I see it, it freaks me out. I don't know why. It was just so creepy to me. <laughs> really, just the way she says it. Yeah, the way she says it, and the way she looks, and then knowing what the phantasm looks like, I think it was like combining all those images, like layered up in my mind. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So the tribunal wants Daryl to die is it just because they don't want to have to step in again to protect the sisters so that's why they're trying to make a point of it uh, i don't know they say it ends with him like really would it though like it sounds like it seems like you just want to do like some kind of ritual sacrifice to me like it doesn't seem like that will solve your problems at all just this current one so yeah I wonder if they were using it as like an example to teach the sisters like if you're not careful then people around you going to die. Like, this is punishment. Maybe. Huh. But it's like, don't you think they've lost enough people already? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, this, I guess I'll save my judgment for the end. <laughs> I was just yeah. going to give away what I felt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just hate that tribunal and the cleaners. They make me mad and I don't agree with them. And I just, I think they're sadistic and I hate them. So <laughs> that's what happens when you put all men in charge. I guess so. Like, I, I don't know how much truth there is in this because I heard it on a podcast with drag queens. But <laughs> apparently there was a study that they talked about where the countries with a woman in charge during the pandemic handled it better than the countries with men in charge. Ooh. Yeah. That, very fascinating. Yeah, and I believe it because all this junk we hear about, like, women are emotional or women this, women that. I'm like, shut up. Like, we're all emotional beings. Like, I've seen men who are very, like, feminine in their emotions. or I've seen women who are very emotionless. Like, we're all just people. Like, I don't think right. any sex is any more one thing than the other. <laughs> it's just people. It's, it's the society that gives people permission to put people into the stereotypes of it and like and it's also what makes people less likely to share like men are very you know maybe less likely to share the emotions because they want to stick to what is perceived as what's good and normal but yeah if anything i would say i guess being a man one thing that i see is like I think men typically get more in their head about like proving dominance. So mm -hmm. I think we see that like, as a trend in leadership. So I think having a woman could be a better idea in a lot of cases. Right. I feel like women don't always feel like they have to live up to an expectation because society's already kind of holding them down. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. It's so cr messed up everywhere. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, the world. Oh, the world. <laughs> Barbus is found out, and the tribunal, to take a drink, reverses its decision. 
just before Daryl is executed. Barbus, however, accuses Phoebe of using her premonitions for personal gain. I use my powers for personal gains all the time. <laughs> the tribunal take a drink, strips Phoebe of her active powers and offers to let her earn them back if she behaves. You better behave, Missy. Yeah, okay. You have become such a master about putting the take a drink into your reading that I didn't even notice you did it the first time. When I did, I just started laughing. You're so good at it. <laughs> you know? <sighs> so, like, Thank you. I feel like you set me up again, Kevin. You set me up, and now you get to knock me over because all this season you keep talking about how, oh, personal gain. They don't get punished because you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm just about here making my face and eyes roll up in the sky. Like, I don't know a thing. What? <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting that we finally see, like, yeah, there's consequences for it. Yeah. Do you feel that Phoebe is the biggest culprit of personal gain out of the sisters? It's hard to say. They all have their own ways. I would say she's the biggest one as of lately. And she has done it a lot in the past. But, you know, Paige has done it a lot in the past. Piper has done it a lot in the past. It's really just which one is doing it now. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) if I had to go off memory on who I think, like, does stuff the most, I would say Paige. Just because she's always, like, using her magic to clean the room or, like, change things around frivolously. So Yeah. But I would say that Phoebe, I think it's fair because she is the one who kind of like caused this whole issue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was funny how like Paige hadn't even touched the other sisters yet and they're already orbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's my uh, tangential, tangential, I don't know. Ten, tangential. Tangential. Oh. Hmm. Whatever the word is I'm trying to say. Maybe that'd be right. It just sounds funny to me. But it's like that proximity orbit. Like, you're close enough. You know, take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel um, this incident will affect Daryl's relationship with the sisters going forward? Huh, that's hard to say because, like, I'm wondering how much Daryl remembers because they kind of showed he was about to die. Then he wakes up with Sheila. Hmm. He seemed like he remembered those. So I'm going to, I'm going to go off the assumption that he kind of like deep down knows that it happened to him. And I think this is going to push him away from the sisters. Interesting. Yeah. Time will tell. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like I almost died for you bitches and you still just want to use me. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll make him make. Maybe it will force him to reevaluate his relationship with them and all the times he's been mistreated before. Yeah, <laughs> like, huh? Like that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh, dude, they they suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird that they present the sisters as so like good with everybody, but they just keep on mistreating Daryl. Like, I'm, I am curious to see where this thread goes. Like, why they're writing it this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the episode ends with the disquieting revelation that Gideon's greatest fear is that the sisters will find out that he is the one after Piper's son. Oh my gosh! I mean, we knew that, but still, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think it's still exciting, though, because it makes me wonder, like, is Barbus coming back again? And, like, what is he going to force upon Gideon in order to keep Gideon's secret? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, now you got someone else who knows, you know, it's not just between you and Sigmund over here. So yeah, that's crazy. And somebody who you don't want to know knows. Yeah. <laughs> so now, so now you're now Gideon, you're being blackmailed by the master blackmailer himself. So, <laughs> but he's white. <laughs> <laughs> I you know you're from South Africa maybe I don't know <laughs> you can't just go around calling people, people white, white. <laughs> or asking why they're white yeah <laughs> so yeah that's the end of it huh that's the episode that's the episode was this catch it late or worth the wait I would say it was worth the wait and I say that because 
I've always been fascinated, especially I feel like they bring it up in the Batman comics the most with the whole idea of like, are you a hero? Like the fact that you're acting as a hero, is it causing more pro- more bad than good? So I really like this whole reflection of like the sisters actions and keeping them on the straight and narrow. And are they actually good? Right. Yeah. And it, it did break the mold a little bit with what you expect from Charmed. You know, they're always kind of keeping you on your toes, showing you something new, which is fun. So, Yeah, I was thinking about that because it almost seemed like, I guess, this would be a good episode. Like, if you don't have a lot of time to film or if you need to save some money, like, just build, like, this one stage and just have them, like, talk it out the way they did, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then we get, like we said, we have this whole, like, hanging thread of, like, Barbus and what's he going to do with Gideon? So, like, it brings up even more thrill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, I've got some notes for you. Okay, it looks like there's a lot of them. I know, this one had a lot. <laughs> So this one, this first one's no surprise. I actually picked up on this too, but Holly Marie Combs is significantly and noticeably featured less in this episode as with the remainder of season six due to her real life pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the truth. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. She's to that point where she looks like she's about to pop at any time. So they probably want to like keep her rested and keep her ready to get to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Billy Drago reprises his role as Barbus. This is also the first time Barbus is shown flaming like many other upper-level demons. Oh, you're flaming. You're so on fire. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) As in Cat House, archived material of Julian McMahon as Cole is shown. This marks the second time he was shown since his vanquish in Centennial Charmed. I love the way you said that. (laughs) Julian McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh how do you say it Mc- it's actually pronounced mcmahon oh really yeah <laughs> i did not know that oh well you're welcome julian mcmahon is how you actually say it but it's McMahon? it's has that has that funny spelling yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sexy thing i'd order at mcdonald's i'll have a mcmahon yeah extra beefy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There were no clips featuring Prue as talks between producers and Shannon Doherty failed when she didn't allow for her image to be used. Yeah, she, there was a lot of things with her rights too, but I don't, I don't know if that was, see, I just don't agree with, I feel like there's stuff in, there's stuff in the stuff in the legalities of it all that don't make sense to me. Yeah. And I think I heard something recently, like, I guess, I don't know if this is true, but that they could have used her likeness, but one of the producers just didn't want to also. Well, the thing is, Brad Kern was told by the studios or by, you know, the Warner Brothers producers that he cannot show anything of her or they'd have to pay her per episode fee, which he couldn't afford. But then he finds out after the show is over that that wasn't true at all and he could have used it. So it's like. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. I, I feel like there's some like some grudge stuff going around and it's, it makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we mentioned this, but Andy's death in Deja Vu all over again is shown, though his face is never seen. Additionally, he is only referred to as Prue's first love, never by name. Yeah, that's still weird to me too. And that I have no explanation for really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> When Chris, oh, you mentioned this one that he says shit during taping. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Phoebe is disempowered in this episode. Part of this is because her levitation power was too expensive in terms of special effects. Too many harness and wires are expensive. And you have to have people there to, um, like, watch it and supervise it, too, I suppose. The masters, so... That's funny. That's funny that, like, it's funny that they wouldn't just, like, not have her use the levitation power, but they just take it away altogether. Yeah. (laughs) The actual episode does not match the flashback clips used in the WB's trailer for this episode. In the trailer, clips are shown from the following episodes. Phoebe giving Cole a lap dance in The Importance of Being Phoebe. 
Phoebe possessed by Isis and E2 mummy Tambien. Paige getting massaged by Jarek and E2 mummy Tambien. Piper bar dancing and Coyote Piper. And Phoebe as a goddess in Oh My Goddess Part 2. Yeah, that trailer. I mean, I've I've actually downloaded all the trailer for every episode and I put them on special feature discs on my DVDs. But (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that they're really trying to go with the sexualized like oh they have to pay for their bad crimes and they have all these like sexy moments like okay i see what you're doing it's like it's so bad it's so sad that they have to like resort to all this sex 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 stuff with charmed but that's what they were doing that's what the studios are gotta get those numbers (laughs) yeah i guess so (laughs) (laughs) all right cool that's all our notes i figured that you would remember that commercial so i'm glad you didn't disappoint yeah (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that brings us to Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh, now's the time, whatever he says. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck, Mary Kill. Like. <laughs> we now pronounce you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary Kill. We are gathered here today to unite two souls at one. We are gathered here today. 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 We are gathered here today to unite two souls as one. All right. So I'm gonna start off because it's hard to tell like who's who. So I'm just going to name all four of the tribunal. And then you let me know if there's anybody from the tribunal, if you wanted to add, we'll figure out who they are. Sure. All right. So there's a dare played by Ken page, Aramis played by Ian Abercrombie, Thrask played by Christopher Kazanov or Krill played by James Horan. So, so a dare and Aramis are the elders and Thrask and Krill are the demons. Okay. Um, I don't want any of them, though, to be honest. I hate the tribunal with a passion. None of them are cute, and they have to die. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of figured that you'd say that, so that's why I set it up that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I also don't want any of them. <laughs> yeah, and for everything that you just said, like, they're, like, they're decent looking, but then the fact that they're such jerks and the fact right. that we can only see their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't like pine over trying to figure out who's who this morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So next up, Finks, played by Esteban Powell. <laughs> uh, he's kind of goofy, huh? He's a goofy. He had a weird hair thing. I don't was that Was his hair just like really wet or was he just sweating that much i don't know <laughs> oh you know i had a thought on his hair and i forgot to add the note i think i was gonna bring it up and fuck mary kill actually um oh his hair like the band the misfits were famous for doing it's called the devil lock where it's just like that where you just have one lock in the front like that so i wonder if that's what they were going for in this episode oh maybe um but yeah he's He's, I don't know, he wasn't that cute to me. The hairstyle was super awkward to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, he has to fall into that lava pit. I just, yeah, that's the only way to go. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Like, that's the only way he'd be hot to me is if he's in that lava. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Inspector Sheridan, played by Jenya Lano. Inspector Sheridan. We're going to... Woo! Woo! Um... <laughs> She's not done yet, so we might, we may see, may may or may not see her again. Uh, but um, yeah, she's she's a cute woman, <laughs> although I feel like she's she's too businessy for me. Like too, she's too much on a mission that I feel like she would she wouldn't be able to focus on me. She'd be just be like thinking of her work all the time, and you know, I I just I think she should be killed too (laughs) okay yeah i did the same she seemed very like strict and she was a very um beautiful woman but not she doesn't compare to everybody else on my list though yeah all right barbus played by billy drago oh man (laughs) we love billy drago he's terrifying 
he's creepy, he's weird, uh, uh, <laughs> but not marryable or fuckable. <laughs> So he's just he's just he's just the stuff of nightmares that you love to nightmare over. <laughs> yeah, he makes like a very excellent villain. And like part of me was looking at his teeth the whole time. I'm like, how much of this is makeup and how much of this is your teeth? Right. And I think that it is his teeth. It's just the way it is, and it's weird. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the show The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr.? No. He actually plays a villain in that opposite. Uh, Bruce Campbell is the hero. Oh, interesting. And it's a really weird show that starts off as like, as pretty straightforward, like Western, like, you know, Bruce Campbell's the Western hero, like saving the town. And then it turns out like Billy Drago is like an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens start coming into it. And like, it's a fun show for what it is, though. But it was only one season. But I would definitely recommend it to anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Actually, I thought with that many names on the list, this was going to take us forever to get through, but we got through that Fuck, Mary Kill pretty quick. Yeah, there, there's nobody really remarkable enough. You know, there, there are so many people, but they're just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, we added nobody to our list today, and we only have technically three episodes left because the last one's a two-parter. Yeah, and it's the last two-parter ever. In the whole series. Wow. So enjoy it while we can, you know? Okay, I will. I will. (laughs) Um, The next episode is A Wrong Day's Journey Into Night, which is actually based off of... When I was in theater, studying theater in college, we read a play called A Long Day's Journey Into... Wait, wait. Oh, this is wrong. Oh, Into Right. Into Right. right, Yeah, there we go. There we go. I'm like, this isn't right. Yeah, wrong, Wrong Day's Journey Into Right, because it's based off A Long Day's Journey Into Night. And, uh, yeah, it's about this family who's all kinds of crazy and they have, um, they all have issues and they're trying to work together and understand each other. And yeah, I think there's a movie of it too, but I even know it from the play by Eugene O'Neill. So. Yeah. I've heard of a long day's journey into night, which is probably why I (laughs) typed it out that way with the night. But yeah, I, I have no idea what this episode's going to be about. Um, (laughs) I have a feeling we would continue on with Phoebe's journey of not having powers. And I guess I would think maybe she's like over, cause it's Phoebe. She's overcompensating for like trying to do good. So like in trying to do good, she's doing everything wrong, but it turns out right in the end. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely going to have more of Phoebe without powers. But the rest of that, no. <laughs> okay. So I'm pretty far off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I guess I'll find out in a week what it's actually about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for joining us for Crimes and Witch Demeanors. And uh, you can find me this week on our 3HO episode of Once Upon a Cult and on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you can find me uh, on KGZ87 and the podcast Words of the Witches. Woohoo! Woohoo! See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.